0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings, it was like the greatest moment ever on Friday when he got the wire. He was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. And then Saturday morning when he woke up, it was like, uh-oh, what now? What do I what do? What now? And obviously for him, luckily he's been able to reinvent himself, which is a whole nother skill set. But that guy that you're talking about, sad like, he didn't know how to reinvent. He didn't know that it was okay to be grateful, but not done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was sad. It was super sad. It was good, it was all one of those life lessons
0: where you saw that go down and you're just like, dude had everything, but nothing. (laughs) You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Paul Hallmey here on the King stage, my brother Paul. (laughs) Excited to be here. Good, man. I'm glad. It's Monday morning, right? We're fresh, we're ready, ready to tackle the deal. And we're talking about igniting entrepreneurs, man. This is what we do with Gathering the Kings, especially here on the podcast. And uh, what better way to ignite people than to be on fire ourselves, right? It's the only way. Paul, what kind of business do you have, my brother? I'm a little bit of everything. So
1: I started off brick and mortar doing MMA and jujitsu. I grew that. And then everybody's like, hey, how, how do you run your gym? How do you do this? How do you do that? Can I pick your brain? I'm like, "My one of my friends is like, hey, we got to start a consulting company because this is getting ridiculous. Yep. Did that. And that did really well. And then of course, 2020 came and we were consulting for non-essential businesses. So that was a lot of fun. And so we've been working out of that. But those are the two main things doing, you know, the, I have myself, my own business, then I do consulting and then also like personal finance coaching, things like that, which is sure. a big, a big piece to everything
0: yeah I love it. I love you. We're similar in this way where we we've kind of held on to our first love. We both still have some of those initial businesses. yeah I'm not not sure how much longer I will, but i I can appreciate the fact that there's multiple things going on and how that requires a different skill set yeah um, oh, sometimes a different level of crazy, maybe yes,
1: yeah, I'll definitely levels of crazy. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I want to I know your story. I want to get to know how you got into, you know, jujitsu and, and the retail and, of course, then consulting. But before we do, we've already talked about igniting desire, and and I feel like genuinely the best way that I know how to do that is first myself being on fire or burning desire. So I want to know yours, man. What, what burns on the inside of Paul, man? What's the bigger picture? What's your why? Man, my why
1: is just to be able to do things I never thought I could be able to do. I grew up, you know, typical, you know, midwestern kid family had no money parents made enough money to survive and that was about it i grew up like most people listen This probably like oh we can't afford that we can't do that just grew up with all this negativity in my life and it was like people i talked to it was the same situation i was like man this sucks it's like i want to i want more than this and then started you know i got into jujitsu jitsu and started meeting people that were successful and i'm like man these guys got way better attitudes than all my friends and family and it's like wow this is a whole nother world then i met entrepreneurs and i'm like whoa this is crazy you guys are people like
0: live like this yeah you're like you just
1: do your thing, and people pay you, and then you just wow. And there's was like I got hooked on that. It was just, but that just drives me every day. It sounds kind of cliche, but I'm just coming to the best version I can of me. It's like taking care of my health, my family, yeah. my finances, of course. You know, traveling, having fun, enjoying it. You know, and going through
0: that. That's my biggest driver. Yeah, for me, I've because I, I don't know if I could have said the way I feel about it like you. Like I'm not done, grateful. No, but yeah, done, never done. Right? And so it's like what inside of that, like, what is the not done? Like, I've been trying to explore this over the last maybe couple of weeks is like, is that because I love to win? I think it's because I love to win. Is it because I just there's just like this, there's just this fire inside and it hasn't been quenched yet. I don't know. <laughs> but I I feel very similar to you in that way where it's like, no, 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 I just want to win in all yeah. these areas, not just oh. one, but in all of them. And And it seems like every time we win, there's another level to go to. Would you agree?
1: always 100 percent. it's like you get you get that next level and that's i correlate life a lot to jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu you have different belts different ranks and every time you get to that next level you're like i did it And then you're like wait but there's the another level after this and it's like oh my god and it's like yeah every, so every time you get there so one thing i've learned you know through ups and downs of life is you got to enjoy the journey at the same time too like i said be grateful right. like man it's like i can't tell you how many times i've looked back at something and realized like i made i hit this a huge accomplishment and it's like Okay, I feel the same. Should have really enjoyed it a lot more on the way up. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. So now I really try yeah, to that. make sure I enjoy it and celebrate my wins.
0: Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I mean, if, if if we're saying we love to win, why why would we not want to win on the little <laughs> things every day? Like every day. And in fact, if anything, that should make make my, the fire burn hotter. It's like, man, I not I freaking just won. Dude, I just. No, I'm. I, I just doubled down on the winning today. I got up. I got. I got my workout in. I got my. Dot, 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 you know, like all the little things. Even is what I'm saying. But I feel you on that, man. It's like there. I guess for guys like you and I, people that are listening, if there wasn't another level, like I guess you could look at it two different ways. You could say, okay, well, like oh my gosh, there's another level again, or it's like no, thank goodness there's another level because. It, if there wasn't another level, what would I do? I would probably just fall apart because then then there, where go, there, there goes my purpose. There goes, there goes the driving force. Like, w- would you agree
1: with this? Oh yeah, yeah. Once you lose your drive and your purpose, it's real tough. Yeah. And you see that people win the lottery or somebody that sells their business and then they get super depressed because they have nothing to drive anymore. They're like, you know, I've seen in my own life, I've seen guys that were super successful, sold their businesses, went down some really dark rabbit holes and they're not with us anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, that guy had everything and it wasn't enough, you know, because he had nothing to do, it was like, yeah. yeah. gotta have a mission.
0: Yeah. And it becomes greater than the money. In fact, I, I, I literally just recorded a pod right before this and he had sold a business and he explained this So that first couple of weeks. It was like, it was like the greatest moment ever on Friday. When he got the wire, he was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and then Saturday morning when he woke up, it was like, oh, what, what now? What do I what do now? And obviously, for him, luckily, he's been able to reinvent himself, which is a whole nother skill set. But that guy that you're talking about, sad. Like, he, he didn't know how to reinvent. He didn't know that it was okay to be grateful, but not done.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was sad. It was super sad. It was a good. It was a, one of those life lessons where you saw that go down, and you're just like, dude had everything, but nothing. So it's like, yeah, keep keep the little things important, like you said earlier too, having those daily wins, like you know, making sure you're getting in your workout, make sure you're spending some time with your family, make sure you're, you know, working on your mind, you're studying something, listening to podcasts, reading a book, you know, just keep evolving. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, dude. Well, let's get, let's hear the story. I want to know, like, <laughs> how did you get into business? How did that translate to, you know, jujitsu? And then of, of course, then consulting, give us a little bit of the story here.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. Jujitsu has kind of been the driver of everything, which is so crazy. People see me now and they're like, when I, I actually played golf in college in the Midwest in South Dakota. People are like, "You did what?" Because golf really like in South anymore. Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear yeah. jujitsu in that. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I was a nerd, you know. I was like a, a you know, it's the golfer, you know, dad bod. You know, didn't work out and anything. And in college, you have to do NCAA study hall. And I met this one guy who was in my in my dorm. I see him a couple of times, and we were in the study hall together. We started talking, and he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "You're watching UFC," and I'm like, "What is that?" And he's like, oh, you got to come watch this UFC thing." I'm like, "All right, cool." So we went and watched it. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then he was a wrestler at the time. So he's like, well, let's try to learn jujitsu. I'm like, well, this is not fun. It's like every day I get hurt or someone hurt. I'm like, I can't do this. Dude. It's like, I got, I, go, I got, dream- I'm going to finish college and I'm going to play pro golf in my fantasy world in my head, you know, because we always have these big goals because you have to. So I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. So he's yeah. like, well, let's lift together. I'm like, all right, cool. that will be fun. So we started lifting together and started getting stronger and helped along by golf. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then, get to my senior year and I'm going to graduate. And he's like, Hey, I'm moving to either New York, California, or Texas. Cause those are the three places you can do jujitsu in the nineties. It's like three choices. And he's like, I can't wow. afford New York or California. So I'm going to Dallas.
0: Texas.
1: I'm like, all right, sounds cool. And then I was looking around and I was like, man, do I want to stay in this small town that I grew up in my whole life and be like everybody else? And, you know, or do I want to go just do something different? And I got the best advice ever from my grandfather. He was like, he goes, go do it for a year. What's the worst that could happen? You come home. And I was like, Cause I was overthinking the whole thing. I'm like, oh, if I go, do I do this or do I stay? He's like, it's not the end of the, He goes, you just go. You know, he's all yeah. everybody. No, he, no one else supported me. He's the only one. He's like, just go. Worst case scenario, you bring your stuff back home, be skate. And I'm like, you know, without his push, helped me get to that level. So, yeah, end up in Dallas. My buddy's doing jiu jitsu and I'm done golfing now and I'm I'm working. I'm like, all right, I'll start doing some of this jiu jitsu stuff now. And it was way more fun because there were people that weren't as good as him because he turned out to be Travis Luther, who fought in the Ultimate Fighter, fought wow. Anderson Silva, Rich Frank. So it's like, my training partner was an absolute, a monster. So when I got to go do yeah. Jiu Jitsu with other people, I'm like, Hey, this is kind of fun. I kinda actually fun. can
0: win sometimes. <laughs> I don't get my, my hiney cooked every time. Oh dude, it
1: was, it was brutal. So, you know, so it got to be more fun and I, I fell in love with it. And then when I moved down here, I met a girl that I got ended up getting married to. We're still married. I have two kids, you know, it's been 20 f- God, 26 years. So it's been crazy. Yeah, so I met her. It all
0: started with Jiu Jitsu.
1: Yeah. It all started with Jiu Jitsu. And then of course, you know, she got pregnant and I'm like, Oh, I'm getting a job and I, I had friends that were stockbrokers from jujitsu. And then I had friends that were firemen from jujitsu. I'm like, okay, I like both those jobs. sound good. Applied for both. First one that hired me, I took and ended up being a stockbroker job. So I did that for six years. Wow. Greatest education of my life. Best job I ever had. I'd highly recommend it to anybody just to learn about, you know, get in the trenches and learn about money. But it was weird. Like I kept climbing that ladder. Like, I'm kind of like, you, I'm just gold driven. You put me in a thing. I'm, I'm going to climb, 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 climb. It got to this point where I just wasn't happy anymore. Like I was gaining weight, I wasn't doing as much jujitsu. It was like I got caught in the corporate hustle and was like, there's gotta be more out there. And then Travis was like, well, help me at my gym a little bit because I'm really busy with fighting. And this is before he got in the Ultimate Fighter Four when they did the comeback series. And I started helping with his gym. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. I'm kind of good at this. And I I joked with my wife, she could tell I was unhappy with my job. I was like, hey, you know, I should look at maybe open a gym someday, blah, blah, blah. It'll be pretty hard. And then one day I'll never forget. She calls me at work and she's like, Hey, I found a place and they'll do a one-year lease with a three-year option. I'm like, that's crazy. Nobody does that. She was, yeah. I just talked to him, you know, blah blah blah. So like, let's just oh. do it. And I'm like, because I wouldn't. I was. I'm a scaredy cat, you know. So my wife pushed me and I was like, okay. End up opening a gym. It was horrible two years. I did both for two years. I kept my stockbroker job and ran the gym. The did chance. everything wrong, but then one day it all started to click and it started to make a little bit of money and we started doing better and better. And I wanted to compete more. And then Travis was fighting more, so I was like. I can't do both anymore. And then it's like, all right, let's take the jump. And so we took the jump into into jujitsu and then had the gym since 2003. So 23 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time to have a business.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, and, and especially in a, in a, in a niche and a retail niche, even at that, it's like, you know, pretty, pretty intense. Although what I love about the jujitsu community, if you will, is that it's just so tight.
1: Yep. It's crazy. It's like a brotherhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can, I joke around, I can go anywhere in the world and find somewhere to train and literally they'll treat me like a brother. Like, you know, they're like, Hey, what can I get you? You want to grab lunch? And it's like, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like you can travel anywhere in the world, you know? And it's like, especially at, you get to the level I'm at now where I've been doing it for so long. and I know so many people, it's like, oh yeah. And like, you just get really tied in and it's just an amazing network of awesome people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, my younger sister has been doing jujitsu for a little while and and I think she's about to get her blue belt. I think she's nice. that's uh, also awesome. moving up from the white, I think is what it is. And yep. so anyway, she, she's excited about it and, and, and explaining the, the community, you know, just like just a super tight knit deal, which I think even as entrepreneurs, we desire. I mean, that's why gathering the Kings exists on the peer to peer side. It's like as successful business owners, as jujitsu, you know, artists or, or fighters, we, it's, it's comfortable or it's better. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a place to belong cool, but like it spurs us on to the next Belt or the next level of business or the next rung of success and family and business and life, right? Yep, 100%. And James Clear talks about this in uh, Atomic Habits. You, oh you gotta, my God, it's a great you gotta, book. Yeah, you got to join the community Dude. to take your individual habit, commitment, or discipline to another level because you got to, you want to join a group of people who are like you because then you yourself imagine doing it because you think that they're like you, but they already have the habit.
1: Dude, yeah, it's the support that you need that helps so much when you have that community. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is why it becomes a brotherhood because you can go anywhere like you said. And they understand you. You're traveling in, they've never met you and they're so willing to help because they know what you've been through or gone through to get to the level you are. And that's the same in business that I have found. Um whether it's a a podcast like you and me, we've never met each other before today and we've already have a mutual respect for each other. Yep. Or it's like we're in a in a live event and we're just shaking hands for the first time. I already have like this like, what can I get you feeling? Because it's like, dude, I know I know you've been through the fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, There's no way you're at your times. level of
0: business and you haven't been through the fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You walk out on the other side and it's not like you were not burned. It just, you know, we we lived. We survived. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's tough. but we, we get through it. That's right. Okay, I'll, let's go practical. Let's go down deep. I, you gave us a little bit of your journey, a little bit of the overview at least. But I want to know of a good decision that you made. Something that you can look back on and it, it, it was like the crux of the rest of all the other decisions. What was something that,
1: that you chose to do? Man, yeah, it goes back to jujitsu again is like choosing, choosing hard, choosing hard things. You know, that's, that's the biggest advice I can give people when it comes to, you know, like business and life, things like that is choosing the hard things and doing it. Like when you're consulting gym owners, because in my industry, it's pretty cut and dry. Like I can teach anybody how to do these things, follow this process, dot, dot, dot. And you get the guys that just like, okay, cool. I'll do it. And then they do it and they they're successful. And you get the ones that they complain, Oh, I tried this and it didn't work. And then I'm like, well, what did you do? Well, I I ran the ads for like a week, but then, you know, I wasn't signing anybody up and I was just wasting money. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you take in the easy way. You're just going to complain. It's like, so you got to choose the harder path, especially with entrepreneurship and small businesses. If you make those hard decisions, it makes the other stuff so much easier. Just, you know, Sticking to the plan and like doing the hard, picking the hard things.
0: Yeah, and and you said <laughs> underneath the hard thing there, you said you gave a really good example of the ads, but to oh kind God. of like press that out a little yeah. further, it's it's unreal. But, yeah, well, because because we as even entrepreneurs, we have this like okay risk take. I, don't oh. put me in a box. Like I'm gonna go for it. But even it's just it's survival. Actually, is what it is. It's fear. Oh, yeah. It's fear, and it, and it keeps us small. It keeps us scared and 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 we want things to happen right away and that's just not unfortunately how life works or how success works is that you kind of got to hit the rock a lot of times and sometimes you realize after hitting it hundreds of times that you were hitting the wrong rock like oops but you can't only hit it a few times
1: yeah Yeah, it's it's crazy people everybody want people it's like everybody want i want success i want this i want this i want this but then it's like some, as soon as something gets uncomfortable, they're like, you know what, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, back off a little bit. And it's like, yeah. then how are you gonna move forward if you back off? It's like yeah. you, you're just, and, then you, and the worst part is, you talk to these people a year from a year later, and they're in the same exact same spot, and they're like, oh yep. man, I haven't really grown. And I'm like, huh, weird. Only if somebody given you a plan and giving you everything you needed to do, and then you chose not to do it. Only oh, they're like, yeah, maybe, you know. But then their ego gets in the way, and they're like, no, I don't think that was it, and like. OK, I don't even argue anymore. I'm like, oh, yep. OK, cool. Yeah, we'll see, you see, you. see you next year. See you next year when you're in the exact same spot and you're wondering why so and so's got such a better gym than you. You know,
0: it's like yeah. it's just yeah. crazy. It's real. It's so real. In fact, I want the listener to really, really pay attention here. But what Paul is talking about, he, he actually gave you the solution and the answer. The, 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 the problem is we don't want to do hard things. And in business, like running ads for a long enough period of time to test and get results and modify and change so that you can adjust and get results, that all has to happen in order to have success. But if you don't do hard things outside of business, like working out or getting up at a specific time or cold showers, love cold showers. Yeah. But, but fad or no fad, what we're choosing to do is I do hard things. Okay, so that way in business, when someone across the microphone like Paul is today. Tell me, well, actually you're not spending enough money. It's like, oh, that <laughs> makes me really nervous. You tell me it's not got to spend more money. That's something hard. Okay. Well, do I have a track record or a history of doing things hard? That's what you're saying. Yep. So how, so are you doing these things inside business inside out? Like it, what I just said, does that make sense? Like give us your two cents on this.
1: Yeah. You got to choose to do the hard things. Like we said earlier, it's like, what you pick those things, like you said, even some people are like, well, I don't want to do jujitsu. Jujitsu is dumb. It's like, okay, cool. I was listening to Rob Dyrdek. I, I love his style and like his machine thing and everything. But like, he talked about how like he chose to do harder things by getting up one hour earlier every day and starting to work and end up giving him like an extra, I forget how many days a year over his competitors. He goes, it's, right. He goes, I choose to do something harder. Like you said earlier, cold showers. It's like, you can find something that you don't want to, do that makes it where you're like, yeah, I. i And then you feel it like when you do something hard, you feel better. It's like you know, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go conquer this day. Versus, we've all been there where you get up and you're kind of like, oh, I'm just not feeling it today. So I'm just gonna lay in bed a little longer. All right, I guess I'll get my coffee and sit on the couch. And the next thing you know, it's eleven o'clock and you haven't gotten anything done. You're moping around, and then something challenging comes up and you're like, oh yeah, didn't, you know, well today was a bust. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, you're starting you're starting in that negative space where it's like if you would have done something that challenge you pushed you a little bit made you feel like oh man i accomplished something a little like a atomic habits it's something small yeah you know moves you forward and it's like boom you know picking something hard and doing it but it doesn't have to be jujitsu i tell you that it's like that's my thing but some people's things lifting some people's things yoga some people's thing cold showers and running it's like you can pick anything
0: yeah yeah it i think the thing the the point here that you and i are both hoping that the listener takes away is that it's not woo it's not like just this like yeah it'll come hard things it'll help like, no, like, seriously, Like if <laughs> do you do something hard, and- yeah, like literally choose and go like, I know this is hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. And what that does is that when the challenge does come, you allude to it just, you know, 30 seconds ago is that I'm, I'm, I'm so prepared for that challenge. Now that specific challenge, I may not be like waiting for, but I'm ready for challenge. I'm ready for something hard.
1: Yeah. Cause it's coming. If you run a business, you know, things pop up and you're like, oh my God, it's like, okay. Three deep breaths and let's just fix this problem, you know, because either you fix it or you dwell on it. And so that's why I love that, you know, just dialed in.
0: Three deep breaths and
1: fix the problem. (laughs) Just go.
0: That is such a logical answer and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because what else are you going to do? Just dwell on it. Gosh, you have to quote that. Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me we put a lot of time and effort we meaning myself and my team into this podcast into the content that goes out every single day and if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this we want it to be able to reach other business owners too so we would love if you would like comment share leave a review post share again (laughs) all of the things on social media on all the different platforms or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Okay, let's flip the coin. Paul, tell us about a bad decision because they all haven't been good. Tell us something juicy man, bad
1: decision. And it's one that I'm going through right now. So give you some real time updates is, you know, I come from an investing world. I was a stockbroker. I've always been investing, always doing these things. And then I hit this sweet spot in 2019. And I was like, kind of got a little cocky going into 2020. Like I got everything dialed in. I got my investments dialed in, my business dialed in, my consulting dialed in. And I started hearing about all these private equity deals. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. All these guys are pulling money together. Like, oh, I want to do that. That sounds cool. And they're like, well, you got to be at this level, this level, blah, blah. So I do all the stuff through my account and prove that I'm eligible to, to do some of these investments where you're, you're pulling money together into like restaurants or different things. And I'm like, yeah, this will be great. You know, blah, blah, it's a, a no brainer, do all that stuff. And then I didn't realize, you know, they're like, oh yeah, it could be, you know, a year, year and a half. And you start seeing things, which technically I'm learning now is like two to three years. So it's like literally always longer. I got ahead of myself where I'm like, yeah, I'm at this level. I can do that. But I was at like the very, like Choosing, I choose way too hard, you know, and it caused some stress too. Cause I was like, I was embarrassed, like trying to tell my wife, like, hey, I put a lot of money in some stuff and we're not getting any money back. It could be, I don't know when. And but she's always been super supportive. She's like, well, that's cool. As long as you you know didn't put all of our money into stuff. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't, but it was it was more than I should have put in, you know, because I got cocky. I'm like, you know, they're like, Well, the, the entry level is this. I'm like, Well, I'm gonna do double the entry, but you know, because I want to, I'm gonna be I want to <laughs> big yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, can you go in these rooms? You know, and these guys, some of these guys are just they have so much money and they're so successful. They're like, I want to be like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. That's always been kind of my thing, but I got a little bit big for my britches and, and I put too much money in and it's like, and then, you know, you know, 2020 happens and you're like, oh boy, things are getting real tight now. And it's like, I picked the worst time ever. So it's like, this is a perfect storm of bad. So it was like, yeah, you can't blame the, the group that you're in, things like that, because no. everything's happened. But then you realize that there's a reason why people shouldn't do private equity until they're at a certain level in their life. And I learned that, like, right. I probably wasn't, re- I was probably about two years ahead of where I should, two or three years ahead of where I should have been. So, yeah. You know sometimes you know like smaller steps is better and then trying to like and i've seen people get burned other things and then i'm like oh my god like the crypto phase like yeah i like crypto i bought crypto i made money in crypto i lost money in crypto but i didn't go crazy in crypto like i had some friends that were put everything in like oh it's yeah, going to a gazillion i'm like calm down you know so it's like yeah. see so you see those things where it's like you know it's the warren buffett model of just like consistently investing yep. and doing that so that was yeah. my biggest mistake recently <laughs>
0: That's good man, I think it's just really obviously vulnerable. So, so nice. thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, it's it's a kicking I, the nuts. The, the wound is. I, I feel. I feel the wound still closing up a little bit. It's still a little, oh, bit, yeah. a little bit tender, but I think. I think I can relate to that because mm-hmm. you know I'm a um you know for years and years I was a Grant Cardone fan. I still am. Yeah. And and he talks about this this philosophy of going going broke. You, you make your money. Yep. Store it and then you go broke, and and I think that that's right. Like. Anytime that I've ever gone all in again and gone broke again, and really what that means is that you take all your money and put it in a big investment. Yep. And when you invest, whether you it's in private equity or in real estate or in your own business, there really isn't, there shouldn't be a time horizon of immediate. In fact, Alex Alex Formose talks about this a lot. He talks about if you can make a decision that's a decade of impact or a hundred years of impact as opposed to one day, one week, one month, one quarter. Yes, those are good. And we have to make those decisions. But the the more decisions that you can make, especially financially that are going to impact you five and 10 and 30 years from now. Well, okay. So using that lens, you said, okay, well, I would have looked at this and been like, okay, well, maybe I'm not quite ready to make a 30 year decision or a five year, whatever the time frame actually was, you know, just wait two more years or whatever. But I love it because you have been through it now, and you please, (laughs) but you're still here and you lived. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It hurt a little. It's like it wasn't really that bad of a decision, you know, because you did it. You still have the investment. I'm sure it's going to start paying you if it hasn't already, and you still figured it out. It forced you to figure it
1: out, dude. Yeah. It was. It was something else. It was like, yeah, I got a little, little too, little too confident. You know, it's like you said have that longer time frame, Yeah. If I'd have gone into it, like I'm not going to see this money for five years and I've been like, yeah, let's not put that much money in. Okay. Let's right. be a little more reasonable. Like, oh yeah, I'll be like a year or so. And then, right. Yeah. It was a good learning process,
0: <laughs> which is what I love about the going broke piece because yeah. it it's unreasonable, right? Like you just said, like, I didn't know. So I was, I was unreasonable looking really through the lens of, of what I should have done. It's like, oh, no, but it forced you then to make it happen. Now I'm not, I'm not advocating for a hundred percent risky moves all the time. Like I'm a, I'm a man of calculated risk, but I love the idea of, you know, okay. Like, how can I really press myself here? Because if I do give it all and put it all in an investment, that's not going to pay me for five years. Well, what does that force me to do? It forces me to use my talents in an active way yeah. to go do it again. You yeah. know, keeps Gotta me on refill. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Okay, let's talk about your decision-making process. Paul, I want to know if a decision comes across your desk today. What's the magic formula? How do you determine how to like, you know, what's the right thing to do, or how do you make good decisions today?
1: Yeah. Today is look at the data. You know, I'm a big data person. So if something comes across the table and it's like, hey, we're thinking about doing this, it's like, all right, cool. What 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 is the outcome? Like, what are we looking at? And like you said, Alex from I love his stuff, listen to his stuff. And i have actually, he's kind of in the similar industry. So I've known him for yeah. God, six years or something before he became famous, famous. You know, so it's like, how is this gonna so a decision comes across? Like, hey, can we will this help us? Or is this gonna hurt us? How much time? And I'm more right now of like if something comes across and it's like it might be something that could be good, could be bad, but to me, more important is how much time is this gonna take? Yeah, you know, because to me, I, you know, I joke around like I'll be 48 next month. So it's like, you know, I'm not old, but I'm not young anymore. So it's like, you know, when I'm in my 20s, it's like, yeah, I'll do everything. Let's go. Give me 47 things. I can work 20. Now I'm like, I want to go on vacation, I want to hang out, and I want to do some fun stuff. So how much time is this going to take? Is it worth the time for the reward? If it is great, if it's not, then, okay, yeah, no worries. We'll pass on it. And then if it is worth the reward, then trying to build off of that from there.
0: Yeah. I think also too, you know, noting your age or, or just business maturity is that you have the ability to know what's worth it. Like, you know, like I've seen both sides basically is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When I was young, I said yes to everything.
0: Yeah, because you kind of have to. Like, what what do you have to lose? And and you don't have anything, so you kind of just have to, right?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Work your nuts off, and that's okay. Like, hey, you need like if you're listening right now and you're in your 20s, go hard, get up and go work. (laughs) Just do,
1: just work. Put money away and just work. It'll work. Yeah, like and not
0: just a little bit, not not 40 hours. Like no,
1: no, three part time time. (laughs) jobs.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that in that season. And that's not hustle culture. That's not. You know, don't love on yourself and and no 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 like just just go do the work to choose the hard thing. Because yeah. if you can do that in your twenties, especially like I did, even before my twenties started, then that sets up the rest of everything else, which then gives you the poise, like Paul's saying right now. He knows how to look at an opportunity and go, you know what, this fits what we're looking for. Or if it doesn't,
1: no thanks. Yeah. No, 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 thanks. Maybe they maybe another day, you know, maybe another time. So yeah, looking at that and just making those decisions. Yeah, it takes away the desperation, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't want that, especially the older you get the less, you want to be less desperate.
0: I love that. Okay, I got some speed round questions here for you. All right. I want to know inside of either the consulting and or the martial arts business. I want to know what's the number one KPI that you would track if you could only pick one. What would it be? Uh,
1: for us, that we track and we kind of call round around is appointments set is the one okay. key number for us. Yeah, cuz leads we can pretty much control, you know, leads, you just spend money, get leads, you do different things, get leads, you know, appointments that show and close, you should have systems dialed in. But the one that we can really track is appointment set, because that would let you know the people that are doing their job and getting, you
0: know, keeping that pipeline going. It's the skill set that is a little bit more variable, it sounds like.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That's been the biggest one.
0: Yeah. So so from that number there, the rest of the pipeline and revenue and numbers and success, you can you know, do yep. the math in your mind.
1: Yeah. We can do the math. Cause you just revert. it's so cool because I hated math in the school, but I love, I call it money math. I love money math. Cause like you said, That's you just nice. nailed it. Reverse engineer the numbers. It's like, I know if we're getting four appointments, it's going to equal, you know, two signups, which is going to equal, you know, 30 a month, which is going to equal, you know, 9,000 in down payments. Okay, cool. And then in this one, and you can build all of it right off that numbered leads, leads is pretty, pretty basic. Once you get your business up and running, you know, you get to that point where if you're spending money, you can kind of control it, but Right, the appointment set—that's that's key. Yeah,
0: it's the skill set. Generating leads is a skill set, also. Oh, yeah. it's just something that you're saying earlier on in business that it's more of a variable. Right yeah. now, it's not so much.
1: Yeah, early on, yeah, it's all about leads. Early on, <laughs> this leads, 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 and more lifeblood,
0: baby. Yeah, <laughs> leads, leads, and then once you get it dialed
1: in, you realize like, hey, I get the systems running. The leads kind of, you know, kind of come in. You know, because you've got an established brand, you're running Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube, you know, all that stuff. So it's, you should be getting leads unless something's really messed up. Right. Yeah, it's good.
0: It's good. I'm sure that in itself is a really good transfer of courage to the listener because I'm sure somebody's listening right now that's just hard up for a lead, you know? Yep.
1: I need leads. And yeah. Which you do. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We, we all go do. Go get you some
0: leads, man. Yeah. But there's, there's just more to the game. Oh yeah. Different levels. It's good stuff. Okay. What about a book or a podcast or a business resource that you'd recommend that has given you some great insight over the years?
1: Man, my favorite book is The Compound Effect. Okay. Super simple book. It's very similar like Atomic Habits type thing, but it really helped change my attitude on a lot of things because I was always a guy that thought, you have to do all these big things and you got to go, 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 go and do these things. And I read this book and it was like, it just slapped me in the face of like, well, no, you do little things and then those things compounded this, this, this. And then then you create right. these big movements. And I was like, yeah, I'm like oh my God, this is so simple. I've had it so wrong, bro. I was always trying to hit home runs. And it's like in baseball, a guy always hits home runs. Yeah, he hits a few, but it's like, the guy that's hitting singles and doubles and the occasional home run, that's the guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I and mean, it's like, yeah. I missed it. So that book, I, rec- I read it every year. It's, it's, it's a staple to my life. So I reckon that one.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Such a great reminder too, since especially since we've already talked about Atomic Habits and just the idea of winning. Yeah, uh, All of the little winnings, like when you really can understand, like I want to make bigger, longer term decisions like we were just talking about earlier, a yep. decade at a time. But inside of that, in order to be able to do that, I got to know that like, the little incremental compounding effects or habits are being done. You can't think decades in a format if the little hasn't been mastered. Exactly. Good stuff, man. I appreciate that. I got a question for you about family, dude, because yeah. you've been doing this business thing for a couple of decades, right? Yep. And uh, you've got family, you've got a wife, you've got some kids. And, and here's what I've found. Every entrepreneur that I've talked to, every single one, 100%, no exaggeration, has this obsession in their business because they're, at least let me say it like this, every successful entrepreneur, (laughs) because that's what it takes to be successful in business. We talked about the burning desire, it's obsession. Okay, fine. How have you over the years been obsessed with your wife, your kids, your family, the other things in your personal life as much at the same time of your business?
1: And that's a really hard thing is, you know, you see a lot, like I have friends that are super successful and they've been, they're on like marriage number four, you know, or they're, Or they're you know they burn out and they they have a horrible relationship with their kids. So when when I started becoming a successful entrepreneur, I was like like you said forty hours that's like a part time job. You know it's like I was working hundred hours, whatever. I mean I was working twenty hours a day if I could because I was trying to grow the business, start making money. Yeah. And then I when I started making money, I always I made this commitment. I you know it's like and I forget who I heard from the first time was like, don't stop dating your wife. You have to have a date night. It's not negotiable. It's like you know it's like hey we're going out. We're going to do this. And then at least once or twice a year you go on somewhere like. We couldn't afford to go on a long trip. We'd go, you know, to a town over, say to a hotel for two days. You know, just yep. keep dating your wife. And then with the kids, the biggest tip that I ever gotten, it made a big difference. Cause my son's he's 20 now and he still talks about it. Is like from like I think he was probably six or seven we started doing it. But every year we go on a him and I trip somewhere. And we're just, you know, hey, I'm not gonna buy you a lot of stuff for your birthday. But we went on a cool trip. Like we, you know, in New York, Miami. He's a big Broncos fan, which makes no sense because we live in Dallas. I took him to a Broncos game. <laughs> you know, so it's like but he talks about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. those are his memories. Hopefully it passes down to his kids and stuff like that. But yeah, you have to stay involved because it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, yeah. When when I got more money, we're going to do this. And then by that time, they don't like you anymore. You know, it's like when I talk about people about their finances too, people are like, oh man, I want to invest like you and I have money. And I'm like, you never will. And then they get pissed. And I'm like, if you won't do it now with a dollar, you're not going to do it when you're making $10 million a year because you're going to blow it on something stupid.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, it's So a really discipline. just
1: staying stayin focused.
0: I love the idea of the trips of the kids birthdays we try so to make our kids birthday special like that but I love the idea of trips because you're creating memories not not just always things you know we I've really been kind of wrestling with this idea of what it means to be a wholesome business owner and it's not that you can't have nice things it's not that I don't have a nice home or that I would never drive a you know Ferrari or something but I'm just not that that's just not what I'm after yeah I'm after the memories with my kids I'm after creating legacy in business where there's just so much money to where it's like, how, who, who can we help today?
1: Yeah. And that's, that's mm-hmm. funny. That you said that, like you get to that point where you start making money and you start, you start thinking about it, you're like, man, maybe it's the time I buy that stupid, crazy car. But then you're like, how what? many trips is that? Like yeah. I do them. I think in trips, I'm like, if that thing's like $3,000 a month, that's $36,000 a year. I can go on like three insane vacations, like over the top insane. And it's like, to me, that's like, that's way better than a car because, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just so much better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, think about all the other people that get impacted by the trip that don't get impacted by yeah, the other car. You driving in the little sports car by yourself because I'm yeah. assuming that you're a pretty big guy because I can see yeah. to consume here. I got, look, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not swole like you, but I'm 6'5, so I'm not fitting in a Lambo. You're not in any Anyway, idea. no. <laughs> Let's just go on a trip, you know, and, yeah. and, and to, to each their own. Like, yeah, you some can people inter, inter- swap the things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think the point that we're trying to make is like, make it special, be obsessed with your kids and your family. Like you are with the business. Like that's really what we're saying.
1: Yeah. Like that, cause that's the worst thing. I mean, I shouldn't say the worst thing, but so it's probably going through but it's like, you know, you get to that point where, and I see it a lot and you've probably seen a lot these guys hit the pinnacle of their business success and they blew up their family. So then they're, yeah. you know, 45, 50 and they're starting over with a new family. And it's like, man, I'm too tired to do that. Like I have friends that, you know, are starting over in, you know, late forties, late fifties. And I'm like, dude, I'm physically tired. Just thinking about your day. It's like, you know, it's like, and then the whole time, then they'll still talk about their ex. And it's like, yeah, "Mm, that doesn't sound happy, you know, because they chose, you know, and it's tough. It's a a tough battle, but you gotta, some days you gotta sacrifice a little bit to, you know, keep the family happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you use the word sacrifice and you're right, but it, you know, you use the word investing earlier. And I would say that that's probably the better word is the, if I can invest
1: better than sacrifice or
0: be obsessed, it is a sacrifice when we
1: invest, it's a sacrifice.
0: You're sacrificing now for later. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, so what, what you really just said is that I'm sacrificing a individual pleasure today so that I can have a lasting marriage so that I can have children that are 20 and 30 who want to do business deals with me and don't not want to call me, you know? Yeah. That's Um, the
1: dream. I keep it. As I joke off my kids, it's like, man, you someday, you know, you guys are going to be doing this and I'm going to be working for you part-time. It's going to be great. Yeah. you know, so it, it, that, that to me, that's going to be the ultimate definition. of I was successful, if I have a good relationship with my kids and like, we're doing stuff together and we're, you know, cause my job as an entrepreneur is to give my kids these, this huge head start in life of like understanding money, understanding business. You know, like the first thing I taught my son is, hey, you might not like sales or anything, but you need to learn sales because this is the lifeblood of everything. And I resisted that till I was 25 years old. Yeah. And it set me so far back because I was you know, typical, it's probably worse now, but I came out of college, like, I'll never sell anything. I won't work for the man. And then I got my wife pregnant and I'm like, I'll sell. What can anything. I sell? <laughs> what can I sell? It's like, I, I can't afford this kid. What do I do? And they're like, oh. yeah. cause I always, you know, anybody's had a corporate job, you know, you go to work and you're eating your little cheap meal and you see the guys dress nice and they got the nice stuff and they're eating the cafeteria. You're like, what do those guys do? Oh, well, they're in sales. Oh, I really, I really messed up. It's like showing them the
0: skill set seven years ago. Seriously. Yeah. But I also love the hope in that because what you're saying is that even even though it was seven years later, you still did it yep. and it then impacted the rest of your of your career. So if you're listening right now and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know about that sales thing. Maybe it's too late. Nope. nope. Just stop everything. Learn sales. It'll change everything for you. It I, changes everything. Second that.
1: Yeah. It gives me a huge advantage. And when I went into the business world, because like jujitsu guys are they're a little bit cocky, they're a little bit, you know, all centered about themselves where I took a whole different approach because I wasn't as good as everybody else. So my thing was, hey, I'm going to Provide better customer service, sell better, be more helpful selling instead of like, you know, just trying to be like a transactional, like, give me, give me, give me. I'm like, hey, man, why are you here? It's like, oh, you want to lose 20 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Well, you know, I can't keep up with my kids and I want to see them grow up. I'm like, well, yeah, you need to do that. So if you're not going to the gym, you need to be coming here, but we're going to hold you accountable. Come here three days a week, yada, yada, yada. Night and day difference just because just you care about people. Selling is yeah. easy when you care about the customers.
0: Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh. one last question here for you, Paul. You ready? Right. If you had an opportunity to whisper in the younger Paul's ear, what would you say? Be Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I'm surprised oh, no, though, man. as a stock guy, you didn't, you didn't give yourself some stock advice. But uh, oh, no, also, no, no, I
1: would have I bought Amazon. Oh, I, bought, oh I buy I think Amazon. The Amazon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I joke around about it because I was literally working in the industry when Amazon was at like, after the crash of 20, 2001, whatever, the big crash
0: you know, Amazon was trading like $2.
1: And it's like, I looked at, it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that Amazon thing. And now I look back at it. It's like, uh, that's obviously me being funny, being the broker person. But I would yeah. just, I would say the one thing that's helped me out that I tell myself, is, you know, I learned it later on. I think it was in Robert O'Neill's book, The Operator was like, he talked about what got him through uh, Bud's and all of his life. And, you know, basically all his things he did was just keep moving forward. It's like, no matter what happens, if you take that analogy, because that hit me when I read that in this book, I'm like, that's so crazy. It's like, no matter what happens, things are going to go bad. You're going to have bad things happen in your life. Just keep going forward. Just keep moving, keep moving. Don't stop, you know, because when you stop and you mope and you just, you know, that's when you sit there and you're like, oh man, I wasted a year doing nothing because Susie whatever broke up with me, you know, and I couldn't live without her. And you're like, yeah, you wasted a year. There was, you know, then you finally got the other girl and, you know, so let's just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, so good, man. And I think it's applicable for every single stage. Doesn't oh, matter yeah. if you're a multi-billionaire or just getting the business started, just just keep moving forward. It's almost our duty, our responsibility, right? Like because if that's where you are now, then then going back to the grateful not done at the beginning, it's like, well there's still more to reach for, so it's almost my duty to keep going. 100%. Love that. How can the listener find you, Paul? Number one, if they if they if they own a gym, and yeah. they need your help to grow their gym, or if they just want to reach out to you and get to know you as a business owner, how can they find you?
1: Yeah, hit me up on Instagram. That's my favorite social media. It's happier than any of them. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. You know, it's like, you know, the Paul period, H-A-L-M-E. There's actually another Paul, which is an old lawyer in California, which is pretty funny. So <laughs> yeah, total I, opposite guy. Yeah, totally. It's, it's funny. Yeah. So you'll see mine. It's Paul period, But I put a lot of free content out there because like I said, my passion is like finance and helping people understand the basics of personal finance and business stuff. But yeah, if you got a gym or a small business, and you're like, "Hey, I need some help," hit me up on there. It's my that's my favorite spot.
0: Love it. Well, they should take advantage of you in that way and reach out and get to know you better, and and maybe you can even help their business, like you said. Definitely appreciate you being here, adding value. Because I've, I mean, just the energy flow here <laughs> between the Zoom man is, is is fired up. But I wish you nothing but blessing and success in your family and Thank your you. businesses that you're you still got going on. All the crazy things going on in your life. <laughs> yeah, we just so like- appreciate you don't know what the next chapter is just keep going (laughs) exactly flip the page let's go thanks for being here man thanks man thank you for listening to gathering the kings today i hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away more importantly though i hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself doing it all on your own carrying the weight all by yourself What I have realized not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 kings. Talk soon.